Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the South Piedmont Community College Public Safety Leadership Development Podcast. My name is Battalion Chief Rob Cannon, and I am coming at you today once again uh, from the mighty Zoom machine uh, as we uh, <laughs> are moving our way towards the end of this, this COVID thing that we've been dealing with here in the spring of 2020. Um, so this is the Public Safety Leadership Devo Development Podcast uh, designed to help public safety leaders uh, become their, the best leader that they can. And during the course of these podcasts and this class, uh, we certainly have uh, voices of experience and expertise from within the uh, public safety field. But one of our goals is to go outside the public safety field and to bring in uh, voices of experience and ex expertise from other fields. And that's what we're going to do today. We have our guest. Uh, her name is Nicole Greer. And uh, Nicole has been working uh, for a long time in individual and organizational development, coaching leaders and uh, helping leaders and and teams become their best. Uh, Nicole, I will just, I'll turn it over to you and you can tell us a little bit about your background before we get to the, uh, the heart of the, the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me here, Rob. I'm grateful. So I started my company, Vibrant Coaching, in 2007. And prior to that, I had experience in property management, real estate, and also in the restaurant business. So, uh, you know, I always have said everybody should have to work in the restaurant business or in public service, just like you guys do every day, uh, dealing with the public. So uh, I didn't do it the way you guys do it, but I certainly uh, interacted with tons of humans in my my life and uh, and I love what I do I love helping people realize that they do have the ability to use their strengths and their talents and their brains to actually make things better wherever they are so that's what I try to do I'm on a mission to energize people influence them and help them make an impact so that everybody around them can lead what I call a more vibrant life you know one that's full of joy and happiness and we're doing work we love so that's what I want to do with my life well, thank you for uh, for coming here today with us, uh, and it's it's a uh, it is good for us in the public safety field to to hear voices of experience uh, from other fields. And it sounds like you've you've uh, had several uh, challenging assignments and uh, periods of your life. So we'll um we'll jump right into the today's topic. Okay. That topic is meetings. Uh, not it's, it's, it sounds mundane. Um, but meetings are a huge part of our lives, uh, particularly in the, as you become more senior leader. Um, but meetings evoke amazing amounts of emotion from people. What, what is up with the emotion that people have surrounding meetings? Well, I think the emotion comes from the fact that probably people have some kind of stake in the game. So whatever the meeting is about, um, the emotion could be everything from apathy to pure out passion, right? So there could be folks that show up in the meeting like, oh my God, another meeting? I don't wanna be in this meeting. And so that emotion is called apathy. And then the passion piece is like, I really wanna do something amazing and we're here to figure it out and get the strategies in place, the supporting tactical things that we need to do. Uh, and so I really wanna make this amazing. Uh, now, just those two feelings in the room can create more feelings, right? So we've got this team of people who, have, who are apathetic and then we have this group of people who are really passionate and they figure out that one is passionate, one's apathetic, and now we're frustrated. So I think that's where all the emotions come from is we're just not on the same page with regard to how important the meeting is or uh, perhaps how the meeting is handled 
or uh, the appropriate time of the meeting. There could be a hundred things causing the emotions that are behind uh, what's going on in there. When you refer to feelings in the meeting, are you talking about the passionate piece or just apathy for the meetings in general? What do you think? I, I think it's a combination of all that. You know, you yeah, have uh, <laughs> meetings are such a, you know, I hear people who's like, they, they sound frustrated and I spend all my day in meetings. I can't do my real work or right. this meeting was a joke or this meeting was a waste of my time, you know, or some people I think uh, thrive on meetings. I think probably some of it comes down to the type of personality that you have. Do you, 100%. do you just want to, uh, are you energized by interacting with others and maybe hearing their ideas or you just want to put your head down and get the work done? Um, so I think um, when, when you come have our true bricks and mortar class, you can get into all that because I, it, well, let me ask you this, then what role can meetings uh, have towards employee morale, good or bad? That, you know, that sort of leads into that because of, I have heard of people, middle managers who have a lot of stake in a company, company leaving the company because of meetings. I mean, and that's, that's a drastic, wow. that's a really, you know, they, they, I think uh, the person said, you know, I spend all my time uh, in meetings and then at five o'clock I have to start doing my real work and, and I'm not getting home till 7.30 or something. And therefore the meetings were a decisive factor in that person's mor uh, morale and motivation. Sure it was. So yeah, well, I think, uh, I think they certainly evoke emotions. Do you think there's a, uh, <clears throat> a proper amount of time for a person to devote to me, a leader, or does it, does it change as you move through an organization? You know, say, uh, we'll use our public safety example here of a firefighter. You know, a firefighter who's a rookie or in his first few years may or may not um, put a lot of stake in meetings, but then all of a sudden you're a, a captain or a chief and then you move right on up. So um, you think there's a certain time that you should spend in meetings? No, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a prescribed amount of time you should spend in meetings. I think you should spend uh, the amount of time meeting that it is needed to make the vision a reality. So that's what I would compare it to. So uh, if you think about kind of the hierarchy of how we do business, uh, whether we're firefighting or running a corporation or running a nonprofit or whatever, um, you know, we have this thing we're trying to accomplish and that's called the vision. So what are we trying to accomplish this year in the fire department, right? So we probably have several initiatives that we need to get done. Um, and we need to look at those initiatives from time to time to see how we're doing. And so my core belief about meetings is that they are in place for accountability. And I think accountability is huge. Um, now, what I think has happened is a lot of meetings have turned into like a book report or, you know, some kind of report on how our week has gone. So I've sat in meetings, Rob, where, you know, one person will sit there and say, well, I, I was supposed to do this this week and uh, I did it. You know, and it's like, well, we all know you did your regular job, but like, how did you move the actual vision forward? What are the successes we've had? What are the issues that came up that we can help you with? Because if there's not an update or a problem, we probably shouldn't meet. If you're just doing your regular job, then that's not what we need to meet about. You know, you could send me an email. I did my job this week and everything's good, right? right. So well, it needs to be more about moving the needle. That's what I was going to ask you about is how, how do we decide when an email will suffice or, or when do we need a formal meeting, you know, and if you're going to have in a meeting, should you, should you have that formal agenda with the timeline laid out and all that sort of stuff? Like a lot of times people will say, oh, I could, we could have handled this via email, but then you'll have another person say, I sent you an email and you never 
it didn't get traction. So we're sort of seem to be caught between two uh, two dilemmas here, the bull, uh, horns of a bull. Right. Well, let, let, let's pull that back a little bit. I think that's a really great uh, point you're making. So it's a lot about behaviors and what's culturally apart, uh, appropriate in your organization, right? So for example, if, if there's high accountability, um, there is a leader who has the vision laid out. It is laid out in a way that lets us look at things in a 90-day window, a 30-day window, and what needs to be done this week. Um, if those things are being taken care of and we are tracking it in a way that everybody can see. So I think a lot of times we can replace meetings with tools. So for example, one of the tools that we use at Vibrant Coaching is called Basecamp and it is a project management online tool. And so instead of having all these meetings, we could basically uh, go into Basecamp and set up, here's the accountability items this, this week that relate to these strategies that make the vision happen and is it done or not done right and the and the proof can be put right on base camp so let's say that you guys are working on some the budget like there's a there's there's something we meet about all the time <laughs> we meet for from october till what february trying to get this this budget done but if rob was working on the budget to buy a big shiny new fire truck uh, you know, here's his six different bids, here's his analysis, you know, here's the, the bells and whistles and features on this particular piece of equipment, and this is his analysis, and he posts it to Basecamp. We probably don't need to meet because we can all just read it, right, and we can give our input. Now, maybe before we spend the million dollars or whatever to buy this truck, um, we might have to meet to, to, to kind of talk about our points but we don't need to meet every week about buying this particular product or, or putting that budget together. We can kind of bring all of our analysis uh, and then hold people accountable to reading it. So uh, what you were saying is really interesting. So like uh, one of the things I think is just amazing is that if I sent you an email and you didn't read it, what's going on there? I mean, that's just a bad behavior. So that's where the leaders inside of an organization need to hold people accountable for their communication skills. Um, and so when the communication skills aren't working individually, that's why I think we put people in the room so often is because we're not doing that individual accountability over here. So now let's put everybody in a room so we can make sure they do it, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's a, and I think there's a point where, um, a meeting is useful when, when you need genuine deliberation and there has to be conversation because that makes everything much easier. That's it sounds right. like, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, but it sounds like maybe you would be against the concept of these standing meetings. Like every Tuesday at noon, no matter what, just, I mean, without sort of a defined, unless that is like the, the purpose of the meeting is uh, uh, well-defined and again, attached to that strategy. You know, very often it seems like organizations have sort of like the, the Monday meeting uh, you know, maybe it's needed or maybe it's not, but it's certainly going to take an hour. You know, if you get five people involved, all of a sudden you, you spend five person hours. Uh, and then I've heard of people, you know, tallying up how much that meeting costs by, you know, with whiteboards at the, uh, at right. the door. Right. He makes $25 an hour and he makes $17 an hour. That's a very expensive meeting, right? Right. The meeting just cost us a thousand dollars and all we really right, right. did was talk about football. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> does that happen? You're yes, kidding. So. <laughs> Well, so to answer your question, uh, I'm not a big fan of the standing meeting um, unless um, that meeting is to, uh, unless what people are coming to that meeting and they're trained uh, to bring their obstacles, 
uh, and their celebrations and their requests, right? Um, so I think, you know, it depends on how the meeting is held. So one of the big, big things about good meetings is having a good facilitator. Right. And it so, may not, so the may not be the leader. So the meeting doesn't go uh, down the, the rabbit hole or just get out of control. And, you know, there's meetings where uh, I've heard of meetings where conflict breaks out and it's, it's downright disruptive. Like, uh-oh, we have two people who are going to step out in the hallway to settle this type thing. Uh -oh. So, yeah, you're right. I guess, what do you look for in a good meeting facilitator? Who is that, that person who's good at that thankless job? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, the person that's good at that job is somebody who actually has had facilitator training, and there's, that's a whole thing. But one of the things that needs to be done to be a good facilitator is that you do have to have a proper structure. Um, that person is typically the person that makes sure that the meeting is communicated, that there is an agenda, that there is movement, uh, that they're uh, in terms of like it's moving along. We're not we're not stuck in this one place, right? We might have to put something on a parking lot or put something, uh, take something offline for further discussion between two key influencers, something like that. Um, but they need to have a good structure, the agenda. And they need to be somebody who can direct the conversation towards a resolution and, you know, can push it that way and has a very good use of coaching skills like listening and asking powerful questions. Those are the, those are what the facilitator needs. Right. And let's uh, jump to a little bit of different topic here. Um, okay. So technology, technology, you and I are meeting here on the, on the famous zoom, which has become uh, uh, I love word. zoom. Well, yeah, so what's your uh, sort of uh, gut opinion on uh, the prevalence and utility of meetings now that we can do it from anywhere? <laughs> well, I think it's fantastic, personally. Um, I have spent many, many hours in Charlotte traffic <laughs> trying to get to a meeting uh, that probably could have been taken care of with a phone call. And now this ability to actually see Rob's face, what a treat, right? I can actually uh, see your handsome face. And at the same time, I'm able to like read your body language still. I'm still, you know, I can look at you. Uh, this is a good example. Yesterday, I was on a phone call with a, a group of people. And one of the, I was stating my opinion on something. And that woman was just going like this shaking her head no at me and so i just stopped talking and i said wait a minute you're shaking your head no at me what are you thinking right i didn't get offended but it's obvious she doesn't agree with what i'm saying <laughs> so i think it's wonderful that we can still read body language and do all that um the other nice thing about these meetings on zoom is we can record them so we can go back and say in that meeting, we said something really genius, and I can't remember exactly how we said it, but we need to go back and find it. Um, so beautiful ability to do that. It certainly uh, facilitates the whole deal of taking minutes and, and just, right, you can put this thing right on the record and go back and, yeah, I can remember we talked about such and such about halfway through the meeting and someone can go back and, and find that. And from a, from a public safety perspective, you know, it's, for example, if a, if a chief would like to have meetings with uh, with their crews that are dispersed all over the city um, to bring them all into one, one location, you know, actually takes us away from our mission. You know, it could you either have to take someone off the truck and cut yourself short, or you're gonna have to move the truck out of position. So the, the technology certainly helps along those lines, and it's it's opening up a whole new um, discussion of Zoom meeting ethic, uh, not ethics, uh, etiquette. You know, how, how do we do this without talking all? Over? I think people are getting better at it. And there's, you know, a lot of funny memes and things out there. Hilarious uh, memes. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, um, 
I, our, uh, our in-class meeting is going to be June 11th. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there and we'll, we'll do a little deeper dive into this topic and uh, absolutely there'll be a lot of uh, opportunity for discussion questions and answers and, and uh, the attendees, I encourage you to come because then you can also uh, bring up other thing that's on your mind with uh, Nicole having many years of experience across industries, which uh, we, we can learn from them as well. Um, Nicole, what's your, you would like, you want to give us your website one more time? So yeah, go out and visit me at vibrantcoaching.com. I also have on there a podcast. Uh, one of the fire chiefs in the area, I'll, I'll just keep his name silent, but um, he, uh, he called me and he's like, you need to do a new podcast. Uh, and he gave me a subject item. So I'm going to do the podcast he told me to, but uh, I do lots of practical things on how to communicate better, how to give feedback, um, how to plan your day, time management stuff like that so really helpful just basic stuff for managing and leading well so go out and check out the podcast and the blog and um, I've got videos out there as well and I would adore it if you'd visit and I can't wait to be with you all well again we appreciate you uh, joining us for the podcast it's a, it's a quick discussion just sort of teeing up the uh, the topic for a couple weeks from now um, uh, obviously there's a lot that goes with meetings it's a uh, it affects people's morale and emotions and it shares information and they're a, they're a necessity. Um, whether they're fun or not, maybe depends on your, your outlook, but we'll talk a lot more about it um, coming up. So we appreciate you and we'll see you there. Okay. Thank you so much, Rob. Have